Margie Worthington podcast all day. All day. Dream by night. <laughs> Don't buy me a drink. Just give me 10 bucks. Oh, dude, you look sweet. Yeah, you got a big beard, dude. Go down to the strip club with your floppy disk and turn it into a hard drive. Yeah, right. Throw out by Big Tony. <laughs> We're here to name names and make people feel more ashamed for shit that they're not proud of. Me and my best friend, Marky Worthington. No, whatever it is. Hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Marky Worthington Comedy Podcast. This is episode 105. It's a callback episode um, to the first time I ever had Kai Fei on the show. Um, so there's some dates at the end which I left in because it's like a good reminder of what time it was. It was just before he opened um, the boardwalk for its first ever gig. Um, and it was the... Um, yeah, it was the, the notorious boardwalk room that opened in town. So it was just before that, which is cool. Um, and it was also at the same time that White Rabbit was running, which no longer runs in town, but it was uh, a good stamp in time. Um, also cool to know that after this episode, we had um, multiple episodes together. So this is the beginning of, of um, having Kai on the podcast, which has been really cool. Um, the video doesn't start until three minutes into the actual podcast, um, but there is a video for this one. So if you haven't seen the video um, for for this one, head over to the YouTube channel, Marky Comedy, um, to see the actual unreleased video um, side of this episode. This was uh, first recorded on the 9th of September 2019, released on the um, 8th of October 2019. So let's get into it. Enjoy. Cheers. Callback episode. Callback episode. Good callback. Callback. Yeah, we're uh, joined here with uh, Kai Fei at the basement, kicking off the uh, next episode of the Marky Worthington podcast. Good to have you on the show, man. Yeah, man, no problem. Thanks for having me. Uh, we've been kicking a few mics around town. Uh, we'll get into some dates later on in the show, man. But uh, it's cool to uh, catch up here at the venue that we have a mic and uh, be able to record this. Yeah, it's a good space. I like out the back here. Yeah, so. that's like now with like Phoenix um, not running mics or anything at the moment. There's um, it's good to have a like a spot with a stage on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of the mics run around town actually. Don't, I mean, don't have stages, do they? They're just sort of yeah. in back rooms and corner of bars. Or I, I love that, man. Like, I'd hate to have just all stages. You need to mix it up a yeah. little bit. But, uh, yeah, man, it's good to have one with lighting and stuff. I know that um, sometimes at Smith's, people are like, oh, lighting like, yeah. always gets them on the back foot straight away. Yeah, yeah. So it's good to be able to have that experience before you actually go on a big stage and, like, see what and it's we, like. And you can't see the audience. Like, What's going on? You feel very alone up there with the, the big bright lights in your face. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I'm not quite at that point yet. I done a, <laughs> like I did the open for Bill Macon's um, thing in the last comedy festival. Yeah. Um, so that's cool having like a like an audience and things like that. Aside from just a mic or like Civic Pub, I've had a couple there that have been like sold out um, acts there. But um, what's it like performing on those bigger stages and getting like the the? Oh, dude, it's it's, it's pretty like. It can be pretty surreal, man. I think the largest audience I've ever performed in front of is oh, six, seven hundred people, man. Like yeah. we're talking. Like I've done the Forum Theatre. I mean, okay. that was only a five-minute bit. Yeah. But yeah. that is uh, that's a venue, dude. How that, early on was that, man? Oh, actually, so I did the Forum this year as part yeah. of uh, Deadly Funny. Yep. But my actually my very first time on stage, believe it or not, man, my very first time on stage was in front of four hundred and fifty people Whoa. on the downstairs uh town hall yep uh, like we're talking like 
my first time on Forever. stage, man. Forever. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So I walked out and just... Yeah. Not even mics or anything before that or... No, no, no. This is like up. straight up first time ever. I just, uh, I got like wild carded into the grand final for yep. uh, Deadly Funny. Yep. Um, you know, just, and I'm, yeah, I, I don't know how it happened. It was just one of those like weird series of events and I just met the right people at the right time and yep, yep. I went to some workshops and like did some stuff and next thing you know, I'm, yeah, I'm standing on stage in front of, yeah, four, four or five hundred people just doing it and it's, you know, it's in a weird way. It's like um, it's easier and harder than like than doing the intimate rooms. Like I like yeah. the intimate rooms, but in the inter- intimate rooms you can you can see the people like they're a lot closer to you. And in a massive room, you're almost always going to get a laugh. Yeah, there's yeah. always going to be someone yeah that's laughing and yeah, yeah. and la- laughter's infectious. So in that in that aspect, even though it's really daunting <laughs> to be standing in front of uh, yeah that many people you get much better feedback whereas in the encouraging yeah Yeah, but the intimate rooms you can you can get crickets yeah but um but in our forum man that was that was monstrous and that was probably my favorite big venue and i'll i actually almost collapsed when i got off stage man it was like that much adrenaline yeah pumping through my body that i just like going down the stairs into the green room i just kind of had to hold onto the handrail for a second and be like wow like that was like yeah yeah you know Big time, big time stuff. Like, that's like yeah. an um, addictive to just getting that feeling of. I know that, like, I spoke about it when I had Bill on the show. Yeah. He was the MC for the first open mic I ever did yeah. and, uh, at Smith's. And the second I put my second foot on the ground after I got off the stage, I wanted to just get back on there. Uh, dude, it's, like, it's like crack. Yeah. It's one of the best, yeah. you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it is it's an addictive feeling. feeling. Yeah. You know, you, you live and die on the stage. And even when you die, yeah, I don't know. For some reason, you still want to come back because you're chasing the dragon. You're yeah, chasing. Yeah. You're chasing that big laugh. Like the good thing is, though, know? like I'm not chasing the first time I ever did it. It gets better and better. It's one of those. Yeah. Um. It's one of those like just when you think you've had like a really good set, you'll you'll hit one that'll nail it even yeah. harder. Yeah. And see, so you got to grow. Just keep growing. As a um, performer. I remember. So I've been doing comedy for two years in November, and um, congratulations. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, actually, I think um, I think that the um, the Irish club open mic is scheduled like for the exact two year yeah, anniversary. Yeah, no, yeah, so it'd be cool to do it on stage. Make make a thing of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it's one of those things where it's like the first time you ever get a proper laugh. Yeah, it just hits you like where like you you'll be starting to move on to the next bit. And you're like, oh, hang on, I'll wait a bit for everyone yeah. to finish up. Laughing, and I've never had fun. that before. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just nail a joke. <laughs> you, you've had that bit where you're sort of waiting for someone to laugh. You're like, oh yeah. crap! <laughs> but nah. it's the opposite. <laughs> it's the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, it is. It's a good feeling though. Like you know, when you when you realise, and that's that's good, man. That you're already at that level where you're um, starting to be present enough on stage that you can go, hold on, they're still laughing. Yeah, I'm going to stop you for a second. And, uh, Some, sometimes yeah. I. I balls it up like i'll be kind of so set on what i want to say next um that i'll kind of just burn into the next bit and not give it a second to air <laughs> 10 years man i still do that all the time <laughs> hey. it's like everyone's biggest complaint you talk too fast <laughs> shut up let people you know let people like absorb what you're saying so just hitting them you know thousand miles an hour <laughs> uh, it's like um it's like i just say um oh well 
I don't care if you're laughing or not. I've got more stuff to talk about. Yeah. So I'm just going to keep going whether you're laughing or not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's already planned out. <laughs> like, all right, I've only, like, can you guys shut up for a second? I've only got five minutes and I've got a lot of shit to get through. Well, that's actually <laughs> the hardest thing, man. Because when it is like only five minutes and you got that sort of set in your head, yeah. I think that's where a lot of us develop that, you know, because it is, it's not an ability it's yeah, it's almost a weakness where you just you're just pumping through because mm. you know you're like i got five minutes to impress you yeah and i'm going to try and impress you as much as i can and set an impression yeah you know and and so you sort of smash through it you know you're like yeah shut up oh, God. i've got something else funny that's that's not even funny yet. I'm, I'm building up to the funny so i got five minutes to get everybody here to like my facebook page <laughs> this is just one big advertisement <laughs> buy coca-cola like yeah. that's <laughs> actually uh Martin had that bit where he'd advertise stuff that yeah. didn't exist that's pr like a pretty funny <laughs> concept he does well actually i like, I like that Man, he's so stuff. creative all of his yeah. things i've n like they're so left to field that i just wouldn't see that of coming and then yeah i got to because the first time i ever seen martin i only ever knew him from the stage i didn't talk to him yeah as much off the stage it's i like to get to know people's personalities um as well as their stand-up because a lot of people have two different personalities they have an on stage yeah. they might be yeah. different from in person i try to keep pretty much the same both ways i might be a little bit more like outgoing and um, so when you're being an asshole on stage you're actually an asshole in life <laughs> dude if i'm being an asshole on stage i'm dialing it back <laughs> um, but yeah so that you know some people change it up a little bit and have different yeah. or they they might have different on stage personalities i, I know that if i'm delivering different material i'm more might be more confident with it if it's new material i'm kind of more yeah not as behind it yeah i know what you mean but i mean that, you'll get there though man like you just i think like my on stage persona is is obviously much cockier than like i am in real life obviously mm. as you said it's one of that amplified version of myself you know i take that the bit that you know the part of me that sometimes realizes that maybe i'm okay on the eyes you know yeah. maybe i'm vaguely good looking <laughs> and i just like that's me or like when i'm on stage like i'm that guy I just i have to be good looking you know whatever <laughs> you know I, I probably look like shit most of the time because i'm always tired but yeah you just yeah you grab into that little bit of yourself and you're like just yeah you push that sort of push that part of yourself through it's you know? weird man like I, i've jumped onto open mics after i've done things like moved house gone to the gym done like workouts and stuff yeah and just think that Man, I'm that screwed. I like I'm I'm that tired. I don't want to go. Yeah. Do anything, but I'll just go and if I can get a spot, I'll get up and you get off stage and you're like, "How did I just give that Yeah, yeah. that hey, last yeah. bit of energy?" Yeah, you sometimes know? it's weird. You, yeah, you find that little pocket inside and you're like, "What the, where did that come from?" Yeah, it's like you the know? same it's like the same as the dessert stomach, but yeah. <laughs> the dessert stage. It's like, yeah. yeah. Oh, I've still got a little stage time left. Yeah, just in a me. little adrenaline. Just, just a little one, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know I'll have the mean? cream. Come on, yeah, put the cream <laughs> on top. Yeah. A little dessert time. So. Yeah, that's no, it's good, man. It's like this also been a good progression in the amount of comedy available in Canberra. I know that um, two years ago when I started, there was three mics in town. You had um, Smiths, The Front, and Phoenix. Yeah. And that was it. Once a month, you had three. Three, yeah. Um, yeah and like now there's... there's Three a week sometimes. Yeah, yeah. so depending on how it works. Yeah, and huge. And the good thing is none of it really clashes. So, like, it's well sort of planned. As yeah, we've done pretty well to not step on each other's toes. Yeah. Um, that's obviously taken a bit of a little bit of courtesy from everyone and try and you know work around as to yeah, not hinder the other but i think it's really great that canberra's finally starting to sort of 
explode like into that that you know and i've been trying to push that a little bit um because i, I met this guy from melbourne pretty much and you know he'd only been doing mics for like two years yeah. but i was talking to him in, in the last like eight months he'd done more gigs than i'd done in the last sort of three or four years because he's in melbourne you can gig every day and i was like yeah Man, that's just and that's why i started the boardwalk and stuff because like yeah. no nah, there just ha- there has to be more going on like yeah you know, even if there's not the big audiences you know, we all need stage time to grow. In yeah. front, front of three people, three hundred. You know, we need, we need stage time. So, yeah, yeah. no, it's really good. I'm, I'm really happy with like, sort of, sort of, scene is, uh, is pushing forward, and, you know, hopefully, the one or two rooms have closed down recently, but hopefully, you know, other rooms pop up to replace them because otherwise we'll end up back where we were, like you said, two years ago. Yeah, and I yeah. Don't, definitely don't want that. Well, the good thing is um, it kind of peaked and then a few dropped off and it just left room for everybody to fill the gaps. So it's not like we went from three to five and now back to three. It yeah. kind of went from like three to eight, then back to five. Yeah. And it's still better than it was. Yeah, there was definitely a massive surge of uh, open mics when Phoenix closed down. Yeah. Uh, everyone was trying to it's, yeah, grab that spot. It's good that... um venues around town are more accommodating for it as well like without the venue being on site usually um you, it limits your options i oh, definitely definitely and uh and it's good the venue's being realistic too you get some venues that are like oh so we're gonna have a co- comedy night here you know you know so i'm gonna have 50 100 people here and yeah and so oh, mate, it's probably just gonna be 10 yeah <laughs> you know, yep. probably probably won't be big and no we're not charging for tickets and yeah and you know yeah um people are gonna bring their friends yeah as well maybe you'll get a few extras but a few it's, extras. there's a fair few comedians rocking up to open more yeah yeah i think i think it's just another place for comedians to to heckle each other and, and drink yeah. you know well so. dude like the feedback amongst each other you're like dude i like that bit where this happened that's yeah. good actually i think that i get as much out of that as i do on the stage like because you're getting both um yeah levels of feedback you're getting the audience feedback and then if you hang around and chat to other comedians that might yeah. attach your set, they're like, oh, I like this bit. Or, yo, you should do a callback in yeah, that. Yeah, into that, yeah. Yeah, and just like, I guess getting just more uh, more feedback from multiple people. Yeah. Even if it's good, bad, whatever. If yeah. you don't take any of it, just, you know. I say uh, any any publicity is good publicity, man, as, yeah. they, as they say. So. Well, the same with feedback, man. Yeah. Like, you, Someone might tell you something that you don't take it all in. Yeah. Um, but you pick up on little bits. Yeah. Um, also, you might subconsciously... I know that I picked up on... Uh, and I told Taylor this with um, timing the delivery. Yeah. We are saying before about rushing the set. Well, he has a few bits that he needs to pause to build suspense. Yeah. And um, I subconsciously picked up on that and after a while of listening back to my sets i'm like wonder what i'm doing differently that makes that same joke i told four months ago hit harder now yeah and when you put them side to side you're like yeah that yeah, one that there i, the I left the time in there to let it air i do i'm, I'm the same like i got a joke i've been telling for years yeah. and i've been telling it the same way and then it was only a couple of months ago so i went dude you just need to put a pause there right there and just hold it for like 10 seconds <laughs> and then say the last word yeah and now it's turned into a joke it's got like a like a double punch line yep. you know what i mean so it's like i say the joke and then i just hold that last word off and it, people are laughing and then i give them that last word i mean that joke man it took like six years before anyone actually pulled me up on it going, yeah you could yeah. actually get an extra laugh if you just split that yeah keep, held that single word yeah, for the yeah, end and just yeah. held it off for a little bit longer so yes yeah, yeah, definitely timing is a massive massive part i mean the whole just stage presence really i mean mm. 
I, I tell people there are lots of um, funnier people than me in the world, man. But they don't have the they don't have the um, ability to get up and talk in front of a crowd, you know. Yeah. So stage presence and timing is probably you know easily sixty percent of it. Yep. You know, not just being funny. It's funny when you see people that are like in the group they're good at telling stories they'll get everyone's attention tell like just build it up and then they don't get that same level of response or confidence yeah. on stage yeah and you're like i know you've got it you just <laughs> need to do the same thing like um sometimes i've heard a technique of just i'm telling this story to that, to person. that person yeah um and i'm telling this story to my mate who came to watch me yeah um and although he's probably heard it four bloody times like and then once That's that what girlfriends are good for yeah well because <laughs> um, <laughs> the good the good thing is is um i kind of get on stage so that my mates don't have to cop how much i test material <laughs> like if i can get on stage my mates will be like oh this is so much better because he's trying his material on the right yeah, people yeah, instead of just like yeah, fair enough. Stories and stuff. I'm so sick of talking to this guy. Yeah, this, this like, dude is this just, a bit. Yeah, yeah. Is this a bit. It's, it's, Shut up. <laughs> I was talking to this, uh, talking about this with Bill when um, in um, the early episode, um, and it's funny when you're talking to a guy that you know is a comedian and he's trying to bid on you. Yeah. It's even funnier when he doesn't know you're also a comedian. comedian yeah. So you're just kind of like hanging back, like just <laughs> waiting for the waiting for it, and you're like, "Yeah, man, let, let it roll." Yeah, uh, okay. yeah. That's what you're doing here. You know? I've even done criticism, like people that I've worked <laughs> with in radio, yeah. that like, um, they haven't done comedy, yeah, but they want to try it out. So they'll be telling me a story, but with the same energy as you would on stage. Yeah. And you're just kind of like chatting face to face. You're like, all right, man. Yeah, like that's good. But, but <laughs> you got you to try this other stuff. But, but like, yeah, that's good. Do that on stage. But yeah. when you're trying it on me, dial it down a little bit because you'll burn <laughs> yourself out. You'll get sick of telling it by the time you get on stage. I love when you meet people who think they're like, who aren't actually funny, but they <laughs> think they are. And they think like, they're like, like what, I've had it like when I started working at like a new job or yeah. something and... You know, some guy will be like, oh, yeah, you know, we're all comedians here. And I'll yeah. be like, oh, really? Haven't seen you in any of the rooms, yeah, mate. Yeah, like, yeah. who are you again? Like, <laughs> and I'll try and tell you a joke. And you're like, yeah, that's, you know, I'm, I'm the funny one here. Oh, yeah, you're really? Yeah, yeah, yeah they'll keep, tell you keep, something, keep some, like, recycled <laughs> joke. <laughs> no, nowhere the lie, man. Hey, this, like, when I started, when, you know, I've been at my job now two years. But when I started there and they found out I was a comedian, yeah. one of the guys came up to me, old school fella. Nowhere the lie. He's like, oh, yeah, you're a comedian, are you? Yeah, I used to do a bit of stand-up back in the yeah, day. And I'm like, oh, yeah, really? Day. He goes, yeah, man, yeah. And I said, I'll give you a joke. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I fucking hate people saying, I'll give you a joke. But, well, yeah, yeah you know. I'll you know. give you one. <laughs> and he turns and goes, yeah, it's windier than here than in a bean eaters convention or something. Oh. I'm like, you serious, dude? And he's just like, yeah. And then he told me some, like, Aboriginal joke and stuff. I'm like, man, you have not been to a comedy <laughs> night. In a long time, man. <laughs> you know this. This is not 1980s bloody uh, pop yeah, you, comedy. You didn't and you're work supporting funny 2003, <laughs> and you're supporting ostentatious. You know, yeah, that would not. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm not using that, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no it, was, it was like prize warm up act. <laughs> oh, dude, he was so proud of himself too. Yeah. Hey, he just thought, oh, you know. So I just, yeah. You get a few people head. that come along to mics that say they used to do it a while ago. There's been a couple in the in the past 12 months yeah. I, I know at least three mics I've been to where someone's rocked up that oh man I used to do it ages ago and now I'm back into it it's 
interesting to hear the dynamic of jokes and how they've changed over oh, the yeah. years. Yeah, Even comedy, just the last five years. Comedy has definitely, you know, has changed, you know, some of it for good, some of it for worse, but it's definitely changed. You know, so you get these sort of older sort of style comics and um yeah my wife yeah, my, yeah and but i even had one of my mike and yeah same same thing just got up and started doing like literally joke book jokes yeah and they got to the five minutes and i'm like waving him off and he's like oh you want me to finish I'm like dude yeah definitely yeah, yeah <laughs> like five I minutes ago <laughs> five minutes ago. the moment you said your first sentence i was like oh really knock knock you know like no way <laughs> Just pull out the dad's joke book from the back pocket and start tearing them out. Oh, dude, ser- yeah, seriously, it was, it was that bad. Hey, like this, you know. So, I actually, got a knock knock joke book the other day, or one of the kids brought one home. Yeah, so yeah. I'm trying out these knock knock jokes. Oh, that's like, good, man. Oh. I tell you what's funny, actually. Um, sometimes you'll get influences for like you'll read a, a joke. Yeah. And then you might think, oh, I know how to make that better. Or you'll, uh, like, adapt it to a current situation. Yeah, yeah. And, and, like, without knowing, you could actually be getting good material from terrible jokes. Oh, the old school, you know, I actually I actually miss some of the old school joke book jokes. Like, yeah. I've actually got a few favourites, man. I remember, like, growing up, you know, watching Hey Hey, and they used to have, like, Australia's Greatest Joke yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Some of those jokes were gold. Yeah. They were probably like, <laughs> I'm like, man, I wish I, you know, but... I oh, know. I guess it doesn't really fit my style of comedy, but yep. like some of them were pretty good actually. And you do, and I mean, I've literally I remember one time <laughs> I was um, I was pretty like high on sleep deprivation. I only yeah. slept like two hours at yeah. like forty eight, and I like literally knocked off work, flown to Melbourne, saw Rob Williams live. Oh really? Been out all night drinking. Yo. Uh, flew back to like been out all night drinking, slept two hours, got yep. up, kept drinking, then I flew back to Canberra and then I went straight to an open mic. I know where I went. I literally said, uh, just flew from Melbourne, boy, my arm's tired. Like, <laughs> and I've got to laugh. Would you? <laughs> it was like, so I think it was a laugh of disbelief. Like, <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> But I was just like, so like, wired from like the dread, like Rob Williams, man, seeing him live is yeah. definitely a highlight of, yeah, you know, yeah. And you know, he obviously sadly passed away you yeah. know, sort of a year later, but yeah, seeing him live is definitely a massive highlight. Yeah, that's insane, man. Yeah, you know, in, in the right circumstance and if told properly, man, you can bring back a joke book joke. Why not? Yeah, Get amongst like it. a filler. Yeah, just a filler, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, I, I dig that. Um, f- I like how uh, some of the uh, local comedians have added fillers into their sets. Yeah. A lot of story comedians will add like a filler between their jokes. Yeah. And I, I like that dynamic because sometimes... Like I got a couple of filler bits that were whole bits and I boiled them down to what was oh, important yeah. and now it's a good filler as opposed to a so-so like yeah. bit. Yeah, I mean, I, got, I definitely, got, I got sort of two sentence jokes, which yeah. I um, chop and change and interchange between bits because if, you know, I can make those two sentences adapt to, yeah. you know, the, the next bit that I'm telling, you know, it's an extra laugh that you're getting in there and um, yep. it gives you an extra 10 seconds of, of time and, yeah, yeah, you, you'll definitely, if you boil them down, like you said, boil them down, eventually end up with lots of, I've got four or five of them, I just chop and change them between bits, yeah. especially if I'm trying a new bit and it's not working, and I'm like, oh crap, oh wait, I can put that little bit in here, <laughs> and I know I'll get like a, like, you know, keep them on track at least, while yep. I try and work out how the rest of it's going to go. Yeah, remind them that you're still funny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I am funny, I told, yeah. I'm not just standing Here, I'll prove it in two I'll sentences. It. I'll, pro- I'll prove it. <laughs> anyway, back to my shit story. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an interlude. <laughs> um, 
you mentioned before that you've been doing comedy for uh, like you've had jokes that have been running for a while. How uh, how long have you been doing comedy for, man? Uh, technically, I stepped. Okay, well, I mean, I stepped on stage for the first time in two thousand eight. Yep. So I mean, that's like eleven years. But I've had I've had a few like sabbaticals. Like we're talking like a year, two years off. Yep. I didn't pre- pretty much didn't perform from two thousand twelve to. 2014 sort of thing and so i've had a few so i mean i like to think of myself as like a fifth level comedian like a fifth year comedian yeah yeah you know even though technically i've been doing it for like 11 years i I just consider myself a fifth level or fifth year comedian so get to that stage so you know maybe another five years of uh this like at the moment i've been performing constantly for you know sort of two and a half three years like solid yeah yeah when i got back into the game um so you know Hopefully another five years, and I might make it. You know, might make it big eventually. But yeah, yeah, it's, good it's, man. It's been a good ride. Like I started out pretty, pretty big. I said walked out on stage, deadly funny, and then um, got a few big gigs after that. Then I got an acting gig, and we yep. um, in two thousand and nine. What um, was that for? So it was for the Hepatitis Council of Australia. Yep. And we're doing a play, a comedy based on Hepatitis C, and it was like educational as well as you know entertaining. And we travelled around to prisons high schools and community groups man i did like 10 weeks on the road yeah just like three weeks in wa three weeks in new south wales four weeks in victoria like visiting all the prisons yeah and, yeah and just performing for uh like prisoners and stuff like that it was pretty hectic and dude yeah. that's insane do you reckon um is there a dynamic dynamic shift in the in the audience when you're compared to like a prison crowd to like a normal one? Is there uh, different punch lines? Um, no, I mean the high school crowds are way more dangerous. I thought. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean there's a little bit of a different dynamic. Um, obviously, people are you know adults laugh at different things mm. than what the kids would laugh at. So there were bits of kids would laugh and the adults wouldn't laugh. Um, especially with the prisoners, man. Uh, some of it hit really close to home actually yeah, i actually yeah. had one a few people walk out because it was just like too much too much it was yeah. like just too personal yeah too yeah. close to their sort of their story real life sort of yeah, thing. yeah. so but no i mean there's definitely a different right but i also think like teenagers in high schools man they were bored they're like what the f- what the fuck are these yeah, teachers yeah. making us watch <laughs> yeah, yeah whereas obviously prisoners man they don't get much entertainment going on so like oh sweet like they were Comedy, a lot yeah. more supportive and and just a lot happier to to be doing something to break up monotony of, you know, working in the workshops or something like that. So, yeah. yeah, man. Pretty interesting experience, actually. You like going around prisons and, you know, seeing the difference between prison farms and, you know, maximum security, minimum security. And, you know, yeah, yeah it's pretty, it's pretty crazy what's, what's going on there. So, yeah, that is, yeah. that's, that's pretty crazy. And also to be introduced to that early on in the, in the, in the game. Yeah. Yeah. I was, it definitely was, uh, definitely, a real eye-opening and not even i mean for me as a as a personal growth experience yep like it was definitely one of the biggest sort of personal journeys in, in, in my life where i really felt like i uh grew as a person and, and learned a few things that's actually why i got this tattoo on my arm um and he's named after the main character in the play jimmy johnson yeah yeah and uh so sick well i got him after i did it yeah nice um but yeah, so yeah, it was definitely a, yeah a really sort of inspiring and uh, sobering sort of experience, and you know you get hear all these stories, and a lot of these guys weren't that much different to me, you know, like I could have easily been where they were and yep. stuff like that. So yeah, it definitely made me made me think a lot about like life and things like that. So 
Yeah, dude, I can imagine. Um, I know I follow some of the um, some of the music art. Like, um, I follow a lot of artists that you know travel and and play schools, prisons, yeah. all that stuff. I seen a video um, of Briggs performing. Yeah. Um, as a, an indigenous um, hip hop artist. Yeah. Um, and he he played for prisons, played for um, juvies. Yeah, um, and all that sort of stuff, and yeah, he goes really, really good, man. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. They always put on a good lunch. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah <see. laughs> and most of them are really happy to be. Like you don't, you know, you don't feel like. I think it was only one time, you know, I was ever actually intimidated by one of the prisoners. You know, it was we were performing to the protection unit. You yeah. know, we sometimes we do two performances to main population in the protection unit, and I just remember, yeah, the only time if it was like this guy who was in protection, just sort of sat there in the front seat like just staring at me licking Watching. his lips yeah, yeah it was yeah. like like full-on licking his lips and stuff Whoa. man i was just like that's insane i don't even want to know what you're thinking yeah. right yeah. now like <laughs> but yeah, you know i came here to give you an insight into my mind <laughs> yeah. not trying to work yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> but uh other than that man yeah no other than that was like so briggs i'm sure he's had yeah it's a great time and they're happy to see you and you know most of them aren't just most of them aren't really dangerous people, or well, not my experience. So yeah, and the thing is too, man. A lot of people just, um, like you said, they're people. They're, yeah. they're doing their thing, and they're by that point fairly humbled. By yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, exactly. They've they've lost their liberty, and yeah. you know, sort of. And also, they don't get out much. Like you, you, yeah. you get to see a comedy show, hang out, yeah, man. kill yeah. kill some time. But um, what sort of you mentioned before, first time on stage, massive crowd, uh, no open mics before that. What sort of material did you do? Uh, I just I obviously just did what I know. I actually have some of my jokes that you you still hear. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've uh, you know, like I, I bed jokes and I'll bring them back a few years later. Yeah, yeah. Obviously been doing it, but um, so I just I started just talking about my name because I obviously got a bit of a strange name, and then yep. I did this bit about my mum. Um, so I just talked about what I know, and then um. I just finished off this stuff about my daughter, like, because yep. that's kind of all I knew, you know. So, and you know, there was a like, like uh, kangaroo lasagna chopsticks. Yeah, I told that first time ever, man. <laughs> I, and I think to this day, it's one of the best jokes I ever wrote. You know, so yeah. I thought bring it out. But uh, um, yeah, for those of you listening, the joke, uh, you know, goes because uh, I'm ab- Aboriginal, but I was born in Malaysia, and I look like a wog. Uh, do you know how hard it is to eat a kangaroo lasagna? With chopsticks, like that's probably one of the first, like literally, man, one of the first jokes I ever wrote. I mean, hey. that pause before the chopsticks. Well, that's actually is the that, pause. Is that the pause? That's you're the saying? pause, yeah, man. Yeah. That's actually yeah. That's the pause we're talking about. Yeah, I used to go kangaroo lasagna with chopsticks. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, dude, just just one hold pause. it, and yeah. it, it does give it a double. Yeah, double, it gives it a double, double punch. Head. Yeah. Um. So I just yeah, started joking about what I knew. Um. You know, I was like, I was only 26, so I was still like young in the head, and I was a young 26 as well, so. Yeah. But um yeah, I actually I got reviewed, uh, and I, I still remember the review. It's probably the only review I've ever actually had. Yeah. Um, and that was uh, <laughs> Kai Fei was uh, visibly nervous and focused way too much on his unusual uh, unusual first name, but proved to be an engaging presence. So first time on stage, man. man, I'll take. I got that. no reviews <laughs> for my first mic. <laughs> actually, um, I do have a review for my first mic. It was um. Oh, sorry, bro. I only recorded half of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's better than that was shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> some drunk guy from the back. <laughs> Someone told me that um, it wasn't, my first one wasn't good. Yeah. But not until they seen me recently. Yeah. So 
first time I went up, they're like, oh man, that was that was good. And then they hadn't seen me. The next time they seen me was at the comedy festival. Yeah. And uh, they're like, man, I thought your first time was good, but compared to that, like you you get better over That's time. That's awesome, man. Well, you only want to grow. Like none of us are really funny our first time. Like. You I, kind of need to eat your balls first oh, time. Dude. You need to bomb. Like, you need to just be shit to be good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I even look back upon stuff I did in 2012. Yeah. And I thought I, I thought then, I, I, I was getting somewhere and I'd become quite good. And then I look back on it now and I'm just like, what a hack. <laughs> like, it wasn't even a hack. It was just shit. <laughs> it just yeah. wasn't, you know, the, the timing was off. The, the content was... You know, it was it was on its way to becoming clever, but the, yeah. the, it was really sort of, you know, I was squeezing as many puns as I could, you know. So it was good wordplay, but yep. there wasn't really sort of an intelligence, a deeper yep. intelligence behind it. Mm. So I look back on it now and I just cringe like... But I, I, I was almost funny that first time on stage when I was in 2012. But yeah. I, think, I think a lot of people actually, they start out really good for that first time because they're putting all that sort of new energy into it mm. and then after like a year or whatever and i've seen so many comics do it man then they just become crap because they lose yeah. that like spark they lose that spark and all that comedy that they, they do the first time for the first is is probably an idea because no one or very few people just get up and go, i'm gonna try comedy today a lot yep. of them been thinking about it so that's like like a year or two years worth of jokes that have been slowly brewing in their head and so like a good, you know, like a good wine, you know, it's, it's aged, it's matured. So that's what they start out with. They're like, yeah, I'm really good. But then they've got to start producing new stuff. And that's when they eat shit. And that's when so many of them actually give up and go, oh, you know, blah, blah. But yeah. if you, you weather that storm, yeah, you, you know, you weather that storm, that stuff starts, you know, you learn how to be a better brewer, essentially. And that stuff that you had starts to ferment. And then like, you know, two years down the track, like, yeah. And then you become yeah. like good again. You're like, holy crap. I remember this is... It's like a second wind. Yeah, it's, it's like a second wind, yeah. It, it's it's funny how like when you so when you plateau that yeah. when you start bombing, you know you're about to step up the next round. Yeah. When yeah. you when you when you go down, you know or plateau, you yeah. know that you're about to go back up yeah. again if you keep at it. Yeah, you gotta keep at it, yeah. And that's but so many people just go, Oh nah, you know, it's it's lost its fun. Yeah. But I guess that's the test of, you know, people who are I guess meant to be comics and people who were, you know, dipping their foot in the, but yeah, you're right. When you hit yeah. that plateau, if you can weather that storm, that's when you're going to, you're going to kick it up to yeah. the next level, but you've got to, it's like hitting the wall in a, in a marathon. You yeah. Know, you just got to force through. yourself through the wall. It's funny when people are still going. pushing through and never had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> like you got to know when to call it. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, there like there is like, a yeah, point so. or you, or if you, <laughs> aren't doing well look at maybe why you're not doing yeah. well don't just keep doing the just same shit <laughs> and wondering why or, why or not, not even wondering why just keep doing shit and never changing anything and then thinking you did good yeah <laughs> or getting angry at the audience like oh it used to be fun yeah nah man i've had a set where i got mad at the audience i um i've talked already about fucking episode yeah episode four and i'm talking about previous episodes <laughs> um, so there is times where you can do that, like, I think, and get away with it. Um, there is times where you can kind of be like, you know, there's a bunch of hecklers, no one's paying attention. Like, it, there is, oh, a, there is oh, a time dude, look, and there place. Are, there, are, there are shit audiences, man. Yeah. Don't, don't let anyone ever tell you that, oh, it's always on the comedian. Nah, you, you have shit audiences. 
But if you've got a good audience and then you just say a sucky joke, yeah. you can't get angry. You can't get angry. <laughs> Don't laugh you know. at your opener. Just yeah, spend just four <laughs> minutes yelling at the crowd. But, you know, they're, they're like Bill Burr has actually got a famous... No, oh, the Philly rant. Man. The Philly rant. It's yeah, up exactly, there. The yeah. Philly rant. But he, you know, if you listen to him actually tell his side of the story, he just didn't I got seven out. minutes left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. Studs paying what, out yeah, all the sports What other sports teams do you have? <laughs> oh, yeah. Fucking there. There's shit too. Yo, I tell you, um, I, there's a little bit behind the scenes from that, um, which is he spoke about it on his podcast. Yeah. And what happened was, you know that bit where he's just like, what? Like looking at the back of the stage. You're like, yeah. how about you just let me do my thing? Yeah. One of the guys was saying, that like what you basically is miming to him that what you're doing right now will live forever like this is good this, shit. this is gold this, yeah this he was trying you... to tell him like that this is keep going keep, keep going yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it just you, added to yeah, it just like when you, yeah. you, you ever just get in that mindset where you're just like everyone's out to yeah get everyone was out and to you're get just him. smashing everyone <laughs> but yeah like he went out and did that because obviously yeah they were just being a shitty audience the whole yeah. time but you have gigs like that like I actually had a gig once at Chisholm Tavern and um, I got there and I was going on last yeah. and um, and I was like sober mm. and it's Chisholm Tavern, man. Like they're drunk. Yeah. They're fucking... The closest spot can be hairy, oh, isn't dude. it? <laughs> but they, so the, the four comedians before me were yep. all very quiet talking. Uh, like I'm not naming names, but they're all very quiet yeah, talking yeah. people. And these guys chewed them up and spat them all out. I'm like, <laughs> Everyone oh, quit. <laughs> this is the worst audience. <laughs> But I ended up winning because I was just like, you know what? There's only one way I'm going to get through this. Yep. And I'm gonna, that's to be as drunk as them. So yep. I literally walked up the bar, ordered six Jackson Cokes, mm. just down like five of them, Sick. picked up the sixth one and went, right, <coughs> I'm ready. <laughs> and just went out. And I was just just as loud, just as obnoxious as they were. And they laughed it up, man. They, by the yeah. end of it, they, I ended up doing like 20 minutes. Yeah, like, yeah. Just like... Like, I didn't remember half of it. It's, it's actually, there is a recording and I'm like, did I even say that? Like, <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. But they loved it. And by the end of it, they were like, holy crap, this guy's awesome. But yeah, but they were just being, they weren't, man. They were being a shitty audience. They yep. weren't being respectful and, you know. But having said that, you know, the comedian, it's not, it's not a quiet comedy crowd. Like, yeah. that sort of, that's, you know, you know, as windy as a bean eaters convention, yeah, that's yeah. just like old school, hardcore pub, you know, angry pub comedy. You yeah. Know? So, you know, lucky I'd seen enough sort of, yeah, I just gave it to him. I was just drunk as they were and, and gave it to him. So, yeah, no, it was good. good. It was good. So, yeah, that's good stuff, man. So, we got um, a few mics around town um, that, we, yeah. that we've we opened up. We mentioned before that, you know, there was only like three, two years ago, and now there's a few that um, are getting around. Uh, and a lot of those, I think we've got, what, three between us that, well... F- yeah, we've got like three, um, oh, I'm about to kick off another room, it's not an open mic, but it's a, it's a paid gig, but yeah, yep. so I'm about to kick off a third. Yeah. Yeah, so... So it's good to have that, like, uplift as well with, um, and the front coming back as well. Yeah, like, the front that- coming back is absolutely unreal, because that's a, obviously the first place... A lot. It was the first place I ever did comedy in Canberra. Second I ever went. Yeah. yeah. Smiths, then front. Yeah. So the front coming back is uh, unreal. Um, you know, Smiths is a good audience if if that's where you want to be. Like, I, don't, I haven't been out to Smiths for a long time. Um, but if that's yep. what you want, then yeah, yeah. You could go out there. I think uh, front is probably... Front's my first walkout that I've had. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah. It, was, um, it wasn't... It was... It was funny though like it was was one of those walkouts where it was just like legit too real for this person yeah yeah 
And then at the end, they're just like, they legit like spoke to me. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, well, some of this shit really happens. You know, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, you, yeah. You, 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 like, I'm glad you were able to walk out on it because I couldn't. I had to live through it. <laughs> <laughs> trauma, trauma is definitely uh, a, a good. I've actually tried to draw on some of the trauma for, uh, but some of it's just too hairy. Like, you, yeah. you're trying to draw on it, and people's like, but people half time don't even believe it. What I'm telling is fucking true. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, eh, this shit has happened. It's but, a good way to get through stuff, though, right? If they oh, think it's a sometimes. joke, you can just tell them anyway. <laughs> sometimes it depends on. I mean, I actually had a. I actually went to an open mic once after a, a really bad date. Yeah. And I just uh, slammed this chick. Like, went literally straight from the date to the to open the mic. Thing, yeah. And just uh, slammed this chick for five minutes. I felt great afterwards. Yeah. And I actually ended up, like, it's actually one of my bits now for the, the Tinder, the yeah, Tinder yeah, date yeah, the, yeah. with the cat and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like, that's legit happened, man. Legit it's a true happened. story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, um, so, yeah. So, I, I, I will get me through that, that moment. Um, but what did you say back when you had, had a walkout? Like, is, is that oh, what you said? Or? No, so basically I just said, like, because um, I, I addressed it when they walked out. Yeah. I said, um, what's it too real? Yeah. And uh, the person was just shaking their head and walking out and then hung it, you know, the front, had the, like yeah, the, yeah. the fucking fishbowl yeah. yeah, window yeah. at the front. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a, yeah, it's like a um, massive glass window. They stayed out the front because you can still hear it out yeah. there. And, um, think out a second to cool down and because i was up like second last i yeah. went back out and um i'm like yeah what's the deal and i was just like yep. yeah look it was just uh <laughs> a bit too real yeah well not even too real just like kind of grossed them out i was just oh, yeah. i was basically talking about the difference between girls and guys pissing like if a girl decides <laughs> to, to decides to shit mid piss, she yeah. just stays where she just is. Stays, yeah. But a dude's got to do the walk of shame from the urinal to the fucking cubicle. That's why you just that's why you just piss it down to begin with. Yeah, and you just make up eliminate the <laughs> eliminate the the the, um, but, uh, the risk. Uh, but you know the one I hate is when you do a, when you do a shit and then you stand like you wipe yourself and all that and then you stand up then you're like oh I need to piss yeah yeah so then you gotta turn around and like face the bowl yeah that you've just shattered and you can yeah. see the with message. your pants around your ankles yeah. your like pants around your ankles five year old and then and then you've gotta like break the surface tension with yeah. your urine so then the yeah. smell yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so he's like, oh, this is. Yeah, I end end every shit by pissing on my own shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh, that's. I feel like that's that's some like that's like some actual problem though, right? Oh yeah, you like if you've got to make a decision. Yeah, yeah, you know. And the thing is too, like, the fall from a standing piss is a lot harder. Yeah. So someone knows you've been in there for ten minutes, and now they're here and piss for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) What's this guy been doing here this whole time? You've you been I, talking to I, him. I Come on, buddy. It. Come on, buddy. We can, <laughs> kidney stones aren't that bad. You're shaking it, it like yeah. it owes your money. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling out the floss, saying go. like tie a little noose and shit. <laughs> I'm going to hurt you if this doesn't happen. You know? <laughs> Wait till we get home. <laughs> oh, man. Have you had, had any other walkouts? Or? Uh, that's, dude, that's been my only one. And it was early on. And I think because yeah. I was new, in hindsight, I handled it the best way I could have. Yeah. Um, and probably I wouldn't change much if it happened now. Yeah. Um, to be honest, man, if it happened now, I'd just be like, that's your bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, but yeah. I actually checked in with them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that a, a lot of people, the problem is people think that by walking out, they're making a big statement. Yeah. It's like, dude, I don't care. Yeah. Like do what you want to do. If you want to walk, like I'm not forcing you to stay here. Yeah. A lot of the stuff, like I heard a story about, um, Bill Burr was talking about on his podcast, talking about like early days Patrice O'Neill. Yeah, yeah. 
And yeah. sometimes he'd come out with the most offensive things oh, yeah. he could. Oh. And then whoever would leave, yeah. he'd be like, good, now I can work with this. Yeah, like with the this, crowd yeah. that's left, yeah. you guys are, stick around. Oh, yeah, man. I've, I've seen Daniel Sloss like, doing stuff and then like, you know, the crowd's divided. And he goes, this half of the crowd's actually invited to my solo show. The rest of you can fuck off. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, because these guys get it. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, he's just like, nah, not, not interested, so... Yeah, that's good, man. Yeah. And that that's what happens, dude. Like, you get people all the time that um, think that they're making a big stance by walking out. Like, no, nah, man, like, good. If you don't want to be here, Yeah, if you, if you don't like, you know, you don't have to like... It's, it's, liking comedians is like liking actors or liking operas or something. Like, if you don't, music, if you, anything. Yeah, if, you don't, like, if you don't like, you know... I don't, I'm not a massive fan of country music. Like, mm. it, it bores the shit out of me, you know? Yeah. Like, but I... You know, I'm I'm not a massive fan of like death metal either, man. Like like the hard real hardcore yeah, stuff because yeah. I can't understand you. Yeah. But I love Metallica. You know, I love like some of the early stuff yeah, too. Yeah. I even like Bring Me the Horizon. Yeah. But um, you know, all that other stuff like, you know, who's a I was listening to a podcast the other day and they're doing a they're like Swedish death metal, like black metal. Yeah. Nah, doesn't doesn't do it for me at all. Yeah. You just go, well, that's not not for me. And yeah, because they, they don't. Yeah, like I said they don't give a shit. They're like, well, yeah. we're not we're not doing our music for you. We're doing it for the people that enjoy our con our, our style of music. You know. So, yeah, exactly, man. Yeah. I I hundred percent dig that, and I think that um, the idea of people walking out and and you know whatever. Um, yeah. It's kind of got less weight than it used to. Like, like it's start. It's getting to the point now where people are starting to see, especially with um, more and more specials being on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it's it's getting ingrained in society that comedy is probably one of the remaining untouched um, mediums where people can say and do yeah. what they think without. I mean, they're still going to get haters, but well, it's, yeah, it's uh, there's a little bit more leniency, and I think people are starting to lean back in the right yeah. direction. Well, I think yeah, I think the walkout starting to lose weight because people just started doing it over like really trivial stuff without any real education. Yeah. Well, like I mean, I've I've had a few walkouts in my day, or even hearing the end of the bit. Yeah, or even yeah. hearing the end of the yeah. I've had a few you know walkouts in my day, and um, but you know, I've also had people come up to me afterwards and like speak to me, you know, and. You know, one lady actually came up to me. She's like, oh, you know, I didn't, really didn't like this joke. I found it. Um, you were being, you know, offensive, uh, really disrespectful to women. And I said to her, you know, I said, you do realize in that joke, I'm the one, like, I'm on my, like, the joke's, you know, enacts a sexual act. But I said, you do realize that I'm the one on my knees in that joke. And yeah. I'm the one who's in the, you know, who's being overpowered. Yeah. And she was like, oh, what? I went, yeah, yeah. Like I said, that's, like, I'm... I'm doing a role reversal. Yes, I mean, obviously, that's a very bad thing, and you know that happens. Um, and this was a joke about my, my missus, you know, like you know, pretty much walking to a bedroom and throwing me on the bed and going, "I'm, I'm horny, let's yeah, do it." You yeah, know, yeah. What I mean, like, "Oh, please," you know, like. But they but took it as the other they, way yeah, around. So they thought, yeah. yeah. Okay. And so she's like, "I thought you'd been really certain." And I was like, "No, no." And so we actually had a good like twenty minute conversation, yeah. and I said, "Look, and I, I don't do any jokes without." that involve my partner that don't yep. have my partner's approval. Yep. And, and by the end of it, she's like, okay, well, I get the joke. I'm still not 100% comfortable. With, like, I'm still not a massive fan of the joke, but I get now that where you're coming, where from. You're coming from. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm glad that your, your girlfriend is okay with it. Like, you know, yada, yada, yada. And so, she, you know, we walked away, you know, sort of understanding each other a bit more and sort of, you know, both happy. And, you know, so, yeah, if you can talk to people and stuff and, but yeah, people walk out way too much about trivial stuff these days, and, and yep. so it has it has lost a lot of that weight. Yeah, if you um, keep doing something, yeah, it 
loses its momentum because if you if you just do it, you, you do know, it willy nilly because you don't like. If if you do it for reasons that aren't justified, yeah, then it's the boy that cried wolf. Yeah, it's, it's literally. Yeah, I, think, that. I think we are. We're living now in a society where it's starting to become that sort of. Yeah, boy who cried wolf. Yeah, you know, and people are starting to analyze like, well, why did you actually walk out? I mean, did you actually listen to it all, or you know, did you? Did you? So like, like Bill Burr, and and the the walkout line, just not the walkout line, but the the line of offense is a personal line. Yeah, that moves like Bill Burr even talks about his new his new owl that he's he's producing. You know, he's got like the first time he tried out this lesbian joke. These two lesbians, you know, got stuck right into him and then they waited outside and blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, you know, they didn't want to talk to me. And, you know, a big thing happened. And he goes, so I went back and I've just kept doing my jokes because I know I'm, I'm a pretty good comic. And then, you know, only five nights later, bloody, there's two lesbians sitting right at the front road holding hands, wetting themselves laughing. Yeah. You know, and he goes, so... Yeah, I mean, obviously that joke wasn't for those other people, but... Yeah, it's... It's, it's a personal line, yeah. Yeah, you can't say that... Like, I mean, I don't have a lot of pull. I'm a fucking five seven white guy, the twelve inch beard. Yeah. Like a month. I'm glad you said beard. <laughs> Stop um, smiling. I can't. Like, I'm not representing anyone. I'm not like you know. As a white guy, I find that joke offensive. I can't like. Well, actually, I think that is the biggest problem. Is people think they're representing. And that's More the thing, I'm not going to pretend that I'm representing everyone yeah. similar to me in appearance. Yeah. All I'm saying, or if I, if anything, which it hasn't happened yet, yeah. I've been offended by shit material. Like, <laughs> yeah. I've just been like, that's the hackiest fucking yeah, crap. Yeah, that's hacky, yeah. And I'm offended by that because, it, because you're on the same stage as I was on. Yeah. And... You're bringing everyone yeah, that got on that level, stage down, down. <laughs> or whatever. But I've never actually been yeah. offended by something. Um, but if I did, I'd be on, offended on behalf of myself, not behalf yeah, and of that, anyone else. And that's the problem is, yeah, people, they think that, you know, if I'm offended and I'm, you know, gay, straight, white, black, whatever, they think they're offended for all gay, straight, white, black. Yeah, yeah. And then they think, so they, they've got this massive monstrous voice and like, no... You're only offended for you. I mean, I've I've actually walked. Speaking of Daniel Sloss, uh, I actually walked out of Daniel Sloss's show um, because right after my wife leaving me, um, he does his entire bit where he's deliberately trying to break people up by explaining why you should break up with your long-term spouse. Yeah, blah blah. And obviously, he wasn't the cause of my breakup, but he actually said. Things. In hindsight, he's probably right. Well, no, that's <laughs> me. Like, he actually said things that she had said to me. Yeah, right. And so it hit, hit home. so close yeah. to home, dude. I'm not joking, man. I left, like, I left in tears. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't ring Daniel Sloss up and go, hey, you need to apologize to me and you need to because apologize. Because my marriage to, failed. Yeah, 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 and you need to apologize to all people who have been through a recent yeah, breakup. Yeah. yeah. Because that really hurt my feelings. Yeah. You know, like, it's, I just knew that. At that day, I happened to be in that. We're talking like a, a week after it happened, so yeah. I mean, it was a pretty it, raw. It's wound. a raw thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, now I could watch it. And yeah, I'd probably. It still bite a little bit, but I'm not going to like well up. It probably bite because it bit before. It bit so hard then, so I'd, yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember it. Go go. 
Yeah, man. No, hundred percent, man. I um, we'll wrap it up with that and yeah. um, sh- shout out our dates and stuff, man. But it's it's good to have you on the show so far. Yeah, man. Uh, hopefully, you have me back sometime. Yeah, I'll, man. I'll watch I that, man. Dig to have you on, and I like like having repeat guests. I don't feel like we covered off everything we um. I don't, like, I'll you and I talk. can talk for fucking yeah, yeah. ages, we'll talk man. With Kowski. So. We've had some good lunches, you know. Yeah, that's it, man. So uh, cheers for coming on, man. We yeah. got um, upcoming dates. Uh, so on um, on Wednesday the 9th, we've got a treehouse um, open mic in the city from eight. Yeah. Um, and then on Thursday, there's you got another one on. The, right, so on, on the Thursday, team. I'm starting a, a new room. Um, so it's going to be a Boardwalk Bar in Belconnen. Yep. And it's a Based on a format I used to do in Melbourne, so essentially it's called 15 Minutes of Fame, mm-hmm. and you're going to have four to five acts, and you'll get 15 minutes each, and tickets are $15. So, uh, there's tickets at the door, but I uh, get along that. So, that, that's I'm doing it so that uh, local comedians have got a chance to try, you know, we're talking about... A bit longer. Five, yeah, when you've only got five minutes, you really... So, by giving people 15, you don't have the pressure of a massive long show, yep. but you've got the time to relax and let the audience know you. So, yep. anyway... 15 minutes of fame, four to five acts, 15 minutes, 15 bucks. It should be a really good night. Yeah, yeah sounds wicked, man. Yeah. And then on the Friday the 11th at Civic Pub? Friday the 11th, uh, Civic Pub, uh, doors open 6.30, show from 7 to 8. I have my debut solo hour uh, encore show. Encore. Uh, yeah. So well, the last one went so well that uh, and a few people missed it. So I uh, decided to bring it back for another round. So Perfect. Yeah, uh, Ten. How do I describe it? Essentially, I've been doing comedy for ten years, so it's uh, come see the greatest hits of a man who never had a first album. It's, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's good, man. Ten years rolled into uh, into, into an, an hour, hour yeah. So it's uh, and battle all that best. material away, which is sick. Yeah. Um. And we've all, uh, as always, we've got um open mic at the basement on the third Tuesday of every month. So come along to the next one of those from eight o'clock. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like I said, man, cheers for having you on the show and cheers to Young Henry's for hooking up uh, the mic with um, some of uh, some beers and uh, yeah, just being rad dudes to help support the scene. So uh, thanks for that. And uh, yeah, until next time, man, I'll uh, catch you back here. Beautiful, mate. Thank you very much. See you around. Don't buy me a drink. Just name names. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Big time. Yeah, you're you're fucking throwing out a strip club with your floppiness. Yeah, you got a big beard, dude. Shame for shit all day. Me and my best friend, Marky Worthington. Keep it simple. Count your money. That they're not proud of. Just give me ten bucks. All right. Click. Did you hang up? No, I just said click.